Book One, Chapter Five of Letters of Travel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tim Bulkley of BigBible.org. From Tideway to Tideway, eighteen ninety-two to ninety-five. Some earthquakes. From Letters of Travel by Rudyard Kipling. A radical member of parliament at Tokyo has just got into trouble with his constituents, and they have sent him a priceless letter of reproof. Among other things, they point out that a politician should not be a water-weed which wobbles hither and thither according to the motion of the stream, nor should he, like a ghost without legs, drift along before the wind. Your conduct, they say, has been both of a water-weed and a ghost, and we purpose, in a little time, to give you proof of our true Japanese spirit. That member will very likely be mobbed in his rickshaw and prodded to inconvenience with sword-sticks, for the constituencies are most enlightened. But how in the world can a man under these sides behave, except as a water-weed and a ghost? It is in the air, the wobble and the legless drift. An energetic tourist would have gone to Hakodate seen Ainos at Sapporo, ridden across the northern island under the gigantic thistles, caught salmon, looked in at Vladivostok, and done half a hundred things in the time that one lazy loafer has wasted watching the barley turn from green to gold, the azaleas blossom and burn out, and the spring give way to the warm rains of summer. Now Iris has taken up the blazonry of the year, and the tide of the tourist ebbs westward permanent residents are beginning to talk of hill places to go to for the hot weather and all the available houses in the resort are let in a little while the men from china will be coming over for their holidays but just at present we are in the thick of the tea season and there is no time to waste on frivolities packing is a valid excuse for anything from forgetting a dinner to declining a tennis party and the tempers of husbands are judged leniently all along the sea face is an inspiring smell of the finest new-mown hay, and canals are full of boats loaded up with the boxes jostling down to the harbour. At the club men say rude things about the arrivals of the mail. There never was a post-office yet that did not rejoice in knocking a man's sabbath into flinders. A fair office day's work may begin at eight and end at six, or if the mail comes in at midnight. There is no overtime or eight hours baby talk in tea. Yonder are the ships, here is the stuff, and behind all is the American market. The rest is your own affair. The narrow streets are blocked with the wains bringing down in boxes of every shape and size the up-country rough leaf. Someone must take delivery of these things, find room for them in the packed warehouse, and sample them before they are blended, and go to the firing. More than half the elaborate processes are lost work, so far as the quality of the stuff goes. But the markets insist on a good-looking leaf, with polish, face, and curl to it. And in this, as in other businesses, the call of the markets is the law. The factory floors are made slippery with the tread of barefooted coolies, who shout as the tea whirls through its transformations. The overnote to the clamour 
an uncanny thing too is the soft rustle down of the tea itself stacked in heaps carried in baskets dumped through chutes rising and falling in the long troughs where it is polished and disappearing at the last into the heart of the firing machine always this insistent whisper of moving dead leaves steam sieves sifted into grades with jarrings and thumpings that make the floor quiver and the thunder of steam gear is always at its heels but it continues to mutter unabashed till it is riddled down into the big foil-lined boxes and lies at peace a few days ago the industry suffered a check which lasting not more than two minutes lost several hundred pounds of hand-fired tea it was something after this way into the stillness of a hot stuffy morning came an unpleasant noise as of batteries of artillery charging up all the roads together and at least one bewildered sleeper waking saw his empty boots where they sat and played to Carter stately at the clavichord it was the washstand really but the effect was awful then a clock fell and a wall cracked and heavy hands caught the house by the roof pole and shook it furiously to preserve an equal mind when things are hard is good but he who has not fumbled desperately at bolted jealousies that will not open while a whole room is being tossed in a blanket does not know how hard it is to find any sort of mind at all the end of the terror was inadequate a rush into the still heavy outside air only to find the servants in the garden giggling the japanese would giggle through the day of judgment and to learn that the earthquake was over then came the news swift borne from the business quarters below the hill that the coolies of certain factories had fled shrieking at the first shock and that all the tea in the pans was burned to a crisp that certainly was some consolation for undignified panic and there remained the hope that a few tall chimneys up the line at tokyo would have collapsed they stood firm however and the local papers used to this kind of thing merely spoke of the shock as severe earthquakes are demoralizing but they bring out all the weaknesses of human nature first is downright dread the stage of only let me get into the open and i'll reform then the impulse to send news of the most terrible shock of modern times flying east and west among the cables did not your own hair stand straight on end and therefore must not everybody else's have done likewise last as fallen humanity picks itself together comes the cry of the mean little soul what was that all i wasn't frightened from the beginning it is wholesome and tonic to realize the powerlessness of man in the face of these little accidents the heir of all the ages the annihilator of time and space who politely doubts the existence of his maker hears the roof beams crack and strain above him and scuttles about like a rabbit in a stoppered warren if the shock endures for twenty minutes the annihilator of time and space must camp out under the blue and hunt for his dead among the rubbish given a violent convulsion only just such a slipping of the strata as carelessly piled volumes will accomplish in a bookcase and behold the heir of all the ages is stark raving mad a brute among the dishevelled hills set a hundred of the world's greatest spirits men of fixed principles high aims resolute endeavour enormous experience and the modesty that these attributes bring set them to live through such a catastrophe as that which wiped out nagoya last october and 
at the end of three days there would remain few whose souls might be called their own so much for yesterday's shock today there has come another and a most comprehensive affair it is it has broken nothing unless maybe an old heart or two cracks later on and the wise people in the settlement are saying that they predicted it from the first nonetheless as an earthquake it deserves recording it was a very rainy afternoon all the streets were full of gruelly mud and all the businessmen were at work in their offices when it began a knot of chinamen were studying a closed door from whose further side came a most unpleasant sound of bolting and locking up the notice on the door was interesting with deep regret did the manager of the new oriental banking corporation limited most decidedly limited announce that on telegraphic orders from home he had suspended payment said one chinaman to another in pidgin japanese it is shut and went away the noise of barring up continued the rain fell and the notice stared down the wet street that was all there must have been two or three men passing by to whom the announcement meant the loss of every penny of their savings comforting knowledge to digest after tiffin in london of course the failure would not mean so much there are many banks in the city and people would have had warning here banks are few people are dependent on them and this news came out of the sea unheralded an evil born with all its teeth after the crash of a bursting shell everyone who can picks himself up brushes the dirt off his uniform and tries to make a joke of it then someone whips a handkerchief round his hand a splinter has torn it and another finds warm streaks running down his forehead then a man overlooked till now and past help groans to the death everyone perceives with a start that this is no time for laughter and the dead and the wounded are attended to even so at the overseas club when the men got out of office the brokers had told them the news in filed the english and americans and germans and french and here's a pretty mess said one and all many of them were hit but like good men they did not say how severely ah said a little p and o official wagging his head sagaciously he had lost a thousand dollars since noon it's all right now they're trying to make the best of it in three or four days we shall hear more about it i meant to draw my money just before i went down to the coast but curiously enough it was the same story throughout the club everybody had intended to withdraw and nearly everybody had not done so the manager of a bank which had not failed was explaining how in his opinion the crash had come about this was also very human it helped none entered a lean american throwing back his waterproof all dripping with the rain his face was calm and peaceful boy whisky and soda he said how much have you lost said a teuton bluntly eight fifty replied the son of george washington sweetly don't see how that prevents me having a drink my glass sir he continued an interrupted whistling of i owe ten dollars to o'grady which he very probably did and his countenance departed not from its serenity if there is anything that one loves an american for 
it is the way he stands certain kinds of punishment an Englishman and a heavy loser was being chafed by a Scotsman whose account at the Japan end of the line had been a trifle overdrawn true he would lose in England but the thought of the few dollars saved here cheered him more men entered sat down by tables stood in groups or remained apart by themselves thinking with knit brows one must think quickly when one's bills are falling due the murmur of voices thickened and there was no rumbling in the skittle alley to interrupt it everybody knows everybody else at the overseas club and everybody sympathizes a man passed stiffly and someone of the group turned to ask lightly hit old man like hell he said and went on biting his unlit cigar another man was telling slowly and somewhat bitterly how he had expected one of his children to join him out here and how the passage had been paid with a draft on the OBC but now there ladies and gentlemen is where it hurts this little suspension out here it destroys plans pretty ones hoped for and prayed over maybe for years it knocks pleasant domestic arrangements galley west over and above all the mere ruin that it causes the curious thing in the talk was that there was no abuse of the bank the men were in eastern trade themselves and they knew it was the Yokohama manager and the clerks thrown out of employment connection with a broken bank by the way goes far to ruin a young man's prospects for whom they were sorry we're doing ourselves well this year said a wit grimly one free shooting case one thundering libel case and a bank smash showing off pretty before the globe trotters aren't we gad think of the chaps at sea with letters of credit eh they'll land and get the best rooms at hotels and find they're penniless said another never mind the globe trotters said a third look nearer home this does for so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so all old men and every penny of theirs goes poor devils that reminds me of someone else said yet another voice his wife's at home too Phew! and he whistled drearily so did the tide of voices run on till men got to talking over the chances of a dividend they went to the bank of england drawled an american and the bank of england let them down said their securities weren't good enough great scott a hand came down on a table to emphasize the remark i sailed halfway up the mediterranean once with a bank of england director wish i'd tipped him over the rail and lowered a boat on his own security if it was good enough bearings goes the obc don't replied the american blowing through smoke through his nose this business looks decidedly problematical what at oh they'll pay the depositors in full don't you fret said a man who has lost nothing and was anxious to console i'm a shareholder said the american and smoked on the rain continued to fall and the umbrellas dripped in the racks and the wet men came and went circling round the central fact that it was a bad business till the day as was most fit shut down in drizzling darkness there was a refreshing sense of brotherhood in misfortunes in the little community that had just been electrocuted and did not want any more shocks 
all the pain that in England would be taken home to be borne in silence and alone was here bulked as it were and faced in line of company surely the Christians of old must have fought much better when they met the lions by fifties at a time at last the men departed the bachelors to cast up accounts by themselves there should be some good ponies for sale shortly and the married men to take counsel may heaven help him whose wife does not stand by him now but the women of the overseas settlements are as thorough as the men there will be tears for plans foregone the changing of the little ones schools and elder children's careers unpleasant letters to be written home and more unpleasant ones to be received from relatives who told you so from the first there will be pinchings too and straits of which the outside world will know nothing but the women will pull through it smiling beautiful indeed are the operations of modern finance especially when anything goes wrong with the machine tonight there will be trouble in india amongst the lawn planters in calcutta jute and the bombay cotton brokers besides the little households of small banked savings in hong kong singapore and shanghai there'll be trouble too and goodness only knows what wreck at cheltenham bath st leonard's torquay and the other camps of the retired army officers they are lucky in england who know what happens when it happens but here the people are at the wrong end of the cables and the situation is not good only one thing seems certain there is a notice on a shut door in the wet and by virtue of that notice all the money that was theirs yesterday has gone away and may never come back again so all the work that won the money must be done over again and some of the people are old and more are tired and all are disheartened it is a very sorrowful little community that goes to bed tonight and there must be as sad ones the world over let it be written however that of the sections under fire here and some are cruelly hit no man whined or whimpered or broke down there was no chance of fighting it was a bitter defeat but they took it standing end of some earthquakes recording by tim bulkley of bigbible.org